Welcome back to the Christ in Culture. This is Clint. And this is Gordon. Thanks for joining us for the start of Season 3. Season 3. If you guys want to find us, you can find us at our website, first of all, thechristinculture.com, on Twitter, at OnTheAdventure2, and Facebook, The Christ in Culture. Also, YouTube. We now have, at least some of our podcast episodes are now on YouTube as well, so you can find all that stuff there. You can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, all that fun stuff. Gordon, your tire... You blew a tire, or what, what was up with that? I wore my tire down to as far as you can wear a tire down. Nice. Okay, yeah. missionary life, I'm assuming? Not on purpose, no. Oh. <laughs> I had no idea. I've come to find out as of yesterday, like it could have probably blown any minute, but I kind of found out as of yesterday that I definitely need like an alignment done mm. because the outside thread and the middle thread of my tire was like it's perfect like it's full completely but the inside thread has been worn down all the way to it the thinnest like past when you should oh, be driving on wow it. yeah that's not so good. like my car my and the other front tire is also like this middle inside thread is also being worn worn down but it's okay so, so it's slanted in yeah so it just busted and then i changed put my donut on and this is like the first time I had a flat in this new car that I got in like March or February. New to me, I should say. And so I put the donut on only to find out that the donut had a hole in it. <laughs> <laughs> Where were, were you far? I was about 20 to 30 minutes from, 25 minutes from the house. Oh, not fun. Okay. Uh, Lizzie was with me and then I called Kevin because I know he has an air pump. Right. And I was like, can you just bring the air pump and just, I think the donut's fine. You can just pump it up. And then, like, I can drive it, and we pump it up, and you just hear it just, like, hissing, like, letting, yeah. <laughs> He's like, it's not. Yikes. Uh, I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll just take my tire. Can you just take us to the house, and we can use Lizzie's car, and I'll go buy a new tire. So, got a new tire. I need to go back sometime this week to get another tire on the other side. I thought you were going to say to go pick up the car. I was like, you've no. left it there for how many days? Okay. And get a alignment. Because I have not done yeah. that yet. Okay. Uh, the guy was like, please do that. And I was like, oh, I already know. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, crap. So that was about five hours of my day yesterday. Yeah, that's rough. But it was okay. It was all just driving around and waiting and figuring out. But the tire like blew while you were driving? or Yeah, we were driving and you just heard, like, I was like, what's that? Like, we're both looking at each other like, what's that noise? And it was the rim of my car Oof. driving on the road. Yeah, that's not good. Holy cow. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, <laughs> could you like, what's fix that it? noise? I pulled over, which I'm glad I did because I would have just kept going usually if it's not that bad. But it was just like constantly making a sound, and I yeah, I put my hazards on, and I got out, and like my rim was just like touching the ground. I was like, oh, I have a flat tire. Yeah. So, that's rough. It's okay. Yesterday, no, not yesterday. Two days ago, we had our parish bazaar, which uh, was yeah. awesome. Ours yeah, is yeah. this coming weekend. Oh, really? Yeah. First one in three years. Oh, because the hurricane. Yeah. Wow. I've never been to any parishes bizarre. For, for those of you who aren't from the South or Texas, I don't know. Uh, we don't have this up North, at least where I'm from. But it's just a huge parish festival, basically. Yeah, we have fall festivals in my home parish. More okay. like a Halloween festival with like trunk or treating and stuff like that. And it's essentially okay. the same thing, but not as big. Yeah, like, these are like, huge. Not like vendors and like yeah yeah it's it's massive so that was that was sunday that was really fun uh i got sunburnt as you can see but yeah yeah that was really good and then today 
I actually had this thing downtown at the Archdiocese. It was like a, a growth day. Joel Stepanek came in from Life Teen. Okay. And he did like a training on, on iGen. So if the next couple episodes sound like I'm talking about iGen a lot, it's probably part of the reason why. The crazy thing is, one of the things he had us do is like pair up with, with partners basically to discuss some of the things that we we're talking about for the day. And the very first person that I match up with is just a lady that's sitting in front of me I've never met before. And we start talking and I try to figure out what parish she's from and I look at her name tag and it's St. Peter and Paul. And I start thinking about how a couple, was it a month ago? I think it was back in like August. It was a while ago. When, whenever it was. Our friend Danny, the catechist scientist, mentioned that someone from that church was talking about us. Mm -hmm. And we gave him a shout out. We didn't know who it was. So I was like, this is going to sound really weird, but I have a podcast and someone from your parish was talking about us. She's like, wait a second. What's your, what's your podcast? I was like, it's called The Christian Culture. She's like, oh my gosh, that was me. So shout out to Cynthia. It was super cool to actually get to meet you in person. And it was super random that we happen to sit right next to each other. So it was cool. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So real shout out for once. Yeah. Have you been taking anything in? Yes, actually. Quite a few things. So I started listening to a ton of like folk music again in Americana. You know the song Wayfaring Stranger? Yeah, by who? It's by a bunch of people. That I do. Yeah, I, li I listened to like five different covers of that on repeat basically but it was in there's th this new movie coming out called 1917 i saw a trailer for it and the background music for the trailer is someone singing wayfaring soldier okay or wayfaring stranger yeah right and it just stuck in my head and so i started like listening to it so that i was on a french kick for a while so i was listening to isabelle bouillet mm -hmm. i think is how you say it stevie nicks i was listening to stevie nicks for a while and then Black Mirror. So yeah. we've been doing all these transitions for the podcast, like moving episodes and stuff. Yeah. When I was looking through the notes for the Black Mirror episode that you and Steve did, yeah, I was like, I still haven't seen this. Like any of them? I I had seen two episodes. Okay, so I that's went, right. You saw the first episode. Oh no, I saw it was the like, pig. That was the very first episode. I had never seen that one until this week. The only one that I had seen was the one where they're oh, stuck, stuck in a game. I, I was like, who was that? That was Ethan Berger. Oh, okay. Who watched one episode. Yeah, that was one like, was messed up. Yes, it is. Yeah. Anyways, so <laughs> I started watching that, and it's it's kind of just a dark hole. I am now on, like, season four. Well, if, if you're watching that, how, like, how are you? Because usually after, like, three episodes or one, you're just like, I need something happy. Yeah, dude, this is what I'm talking about. So I watched The Joker this week and then i've been watching i guess this is over the last two weeks i watched dark over three seasons worth of black mirror Ugh. yeah man so that's why i need i need some other stuff here but last night i took a break from the black mirror the blackness the, the blackness yeah and i do you know the there's like a video clip that's been going around and it's like I don't want to go to work today. I don't want to go to work today. And it's like a musical. And people have been posting that on social media. You're not on social media, so you probably haven't seen it. Yes, I do know about that. Okay, so that's from a musical. Right. Created by Star Kids Theater. Yes. And so I have 
watched like one and of the, like they all just jump in together right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. i saw that one clip somewhere probably that's it. Uh, yeah so it's a theater company that does like just stupid funny musicals basically and so the first one they did was a very potter musical uh yeah that was here in houston actually what it was done in michigan in yeah, but they they did it. They very, brought it here. They brought it here. I remember. Oh. It was a year ago. We were driving. I saw the billboard, and me and Lizzie almost went and saw it, but it was no expensive. Way. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's on their website. You can go watch like the original show for free, and so I watched that last night. But they also have they have three Harry Potter ones. The only one I've ever seen was the Aladdin one, which is called Twisted. It's told from the perspective of Jafar, where Aladdin's the bad guy because he's like hitting on a younger girl, stealing, doing all these crimes, basically. There's a Star Wars one. There's all these different ones. So I'm probably going to start making my way through a couple of those too. Nice. Those are funnier, not as dark. So right. hopefully I can counteract a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, that's basically it. That's all I got. How about you? I've not watched a ton of or taken in too much stuff because my mom was in town last week. That's right. So that's kind of like taking a break from work and media and also kind of free time, even though it was relaxing, to focus mostly on wedding stuff, because that's why she came into town. Oh. But uh, Tuesday before my mom came into town, me and Lizzie went and saw Mumford & Sons. Yes. How was that? I haven't gotten to talk to you It was phenomenal. I mean, I've seen them before, but we were at the very front. The opening band was someone I hadn't heard of before until like a week or two weeks before, because Chris knew about them. They're Australian. And... We've talked about them yeah, now already. You're obsessing over them now yeah, too. Now they're great and just they were they were good. Remember and Sons is phenomenal. Just like they're natural performers, as well as Lizzie likes like was talking about or has talked about how like she just loves seeing their chemistry together. You can just tell they like love each other. Yeah, and love like that doing, is cool. doing so. It was just great. It was well, so much fun. The name of the opening band, which probably dropped that too, is Gang of Youths. Gang right? of Youths. Yes, and I've been listening to them more so afterwards than. Mumford and Sons, just because I'd listened to so much Mumford and Sons beforehand. Yeah, but. and we've we've done an episode on Mumford and Sons to meet we you have, at the Delta, which is the album they were touring. Yeah, yes. yeah, for sure. Yeah, so you guys can check that out if you like Mumford and Sons too. Yeah, it was great. So I did that. I watched Joker before that, and then Lizzie and I told each other that we would watch a scary movie in, during October each time we hung out, and we've yet to see one. You've definitely hung out, though. Well, we've hung out a ton. You just haven't done it. But we've been doing work or wedding things, and we haven't like sat down to watch anything, and so. So I watched a terrifying Halloween movie called Halloween Town, the Disney Channel original. (laughs) We had like a movie Halloween movie night for our uh, teen leaders this week. It was like a social, so that was the movie that was chosen. It was awesome. <laughs> but on this past Saturday, we did watch, we sat down and we're going to like, let's watch a scary movie. And we narrowed it down to like three. And then Lizzie saw that they had released the new Breaking Bad movie, El Camino. <laughs> and she was like, can we watch that? And I was like, yeah, I do want to watch it. So we watched that instead. And I did see that. They have a Breaking Bad movie? Yeah, it just came out. I have did you ever watch heard. Breaking Bad? I saw one episode, um, and it was a train heist, and then they shot a kid, and I'm like, I'm never watching this again. Okay, well, that is a major spoiler <laughs> from the fifth season. For anyone that hasn't seen it, Oops. that's my, one of my favorite episodes of all time. <laughs> Breaking Bad is my favorite TV series ever. 
Ever. Ever. Hands down, best TV show ever. Holy cow. That's saying a lot. The only TV show I think I own the entire series of. In like a nice, I don't know, it was like the thing they came out with after it ended. Dang, now I feel bad for ruining it for anyone who's going to go watch it. They're going to forget by the time they're in it. By the time you get to fifth season, you're not even going to know. You're not even going to know. And then you're going to see it, and it's just going to blow your mind. That train heist was pretty dope, though. It was was pretty cool. Yeah. And they got away with it, too. I know. If it wasn't for those meddling kids. Exactly. Kid. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, so we watched that, and that was really good. Because it's it's not just like a spinoff. It's like literally it takes place after season five. Oh. And wraps up just one character storyline. Okay. Left loose. I was going to ask a question. But Go ahead. it would spoil the entire show. So How about you ask the question, and if it spoils the entire show, I won't answer. Does he die before the end of season five? Does who die? The main character. He has cancer, right? Isn't that the whole thing? <laughs> you need to watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, there we go. I will cut that out. So since we've been talking about all these dark shows. Yes. October is here. Thank goodness it's October. It makes it okay, right? Right. So scary... Creepy, dark films, TV shows, literally all we've been talking about for the last 15 Comedies. minutes Comedies. Yeah. Which brings us to our topic for this week. I've already told you I don't feel prepared to do this at all, so I'm going to rely heavily on you. This week, we are talking about the Joker. Joker. Just Joker. Just Joker. Well, he is the Joker. He is the Joker. Yeah. Well. Is he, though? Uh, he is in the end, yeah. But then he's just Joker. He's not the Joker. Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, most semantics. of the movie, he's not the Joker. Right. Okay. Yeah. Semantics. That's the point of the movie. It's the backstory of said Joker. Yeah. So, deep breath. All right. Let's do this. You just seem totally fine. I'm like, this movie. I love this movie so much. All right. Give me some hot takes for the people. Uh, best Joker to date. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, Heath Ledger, bro. I know. This was better. Ugh. <laughs> that hurts but, me. You're entitled to your opinion. I feel like that's apples and oranges because I think, and this is, this is what I told Lizzie right after we walked out of the movie. I said, people keep saying this movie isn't like to the lore or comic booky. It actually had a lot more in it than I expected mm-hmm. as far as like the Gotham lore to be. I thought it would just be kind of a Joker thing. You know, you wouldn't see any kind of Wayne reference or Gotham thing. Right, but yeah. you do see all those things. And it's like, okay, great. And so I think what's different about this movie is most other Batman films are playing on the idea that it's a comic book. So like even with Heath Ledger, he's super terrifying and creepy and insane and they play that well. Mm-hmm. But... It's still a comic book, so they can't show like a more realistic point of view of how the Joker would kill somebody. Okay. Like I think maybe the creepiest thing they did was the cell phone in the stomach. Yeah, that was scene. pretty messed up. You know, that was the only like you know like and and he was more like witty or like the pencil in the eyeball. You know, he was more just like really telling jokes what he thought was hilarious right. and, and killing people that way. Whereas I think with how the Joker is. If the Joker would to exist in today's world, this would be it. Yeah, it's more realistic. And this was just like a, like a no holds bar. Like that's how, that's the Joker. The Joker is not someone that just 
won't kill someone because he'd rather play it out in some kind of puzzle for... Well, okay, actually, let's back up. This is the Joker before Batman existed. Yes. So once it, Batman exists, then it's like a puzzle. Then it's like, right. okay, I want you to like figure out my tricks. I, I'm not going to kill this person right away. Whereas this is the Joker who's just become insane and is just on a killing rampage. You complete me. Yeah. That's another thing that kind of caught my attention with this movie is Bruce is so young compared to the Joker. And so like the age discrepancy would have to be ridiculous. According to this, yes. According to this, yeah. Yeah. But that's not really important to this, the movie whatsoever. No. No, yeah. But, it, well, kind of. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's important to this movie because, um, well... I, I, I see the... It's important for, spoilers, like, the... But. What you imagine the future to be once Batman becomes Batman. Okay, I, I like, see where you're going. This is, like... The foundation for sure this new story for Batman, but, yeah. Which we've done this episode on Batman, so we're not going to talk about Batman. Yeah, but yeah, I loved it. I like that. It was great. We talked about this, I think, in the Happy Birthday one, because that's the day I went to go saw it. Yeah, I think that so. I was worried about his background being a background, mostly mm-hmm. because it kind of ruins the whole story of the Joker. Right. But I felt like I told it in a way where we still don't know anything about Arthur Fleck. Right, especially towards the end. Yeah, like we know. We're, we're of, trying not to spoil too much. Yeah, stuff we know guys. kind of why he is the way he is, but we don't know where it came from. We don't even know. Mm, we don't even know where he came from. He came from. <laughs> we're just going to cut that whole thing out. <laughs> uh, exactly my no point. No spoilers. <laughs> exactly my point. They, they did it so vague, and they still told you enough to where, like, you could piece things together, but you still have no idea who this person is. Right. Yeah. I, I'm still trying to process this whole thing. Like, I, I think we've had a couple of different conversations since I've watched it and just, I don't know. I, I had that same fear going into it that they were going to humanize him too much and then people would kind of glorify the evil side of it. And I don't think they did that, did that as much. I've even seen like some commentary where different psychiatrists are thinking about using this for educational purposes and stuff, which is terrifying, but also kind of makes sense too, because they definitely speak to a lot of mental issues and stuff like that. Yeah, which is probably the only subject I don't feel equipped in. Qualified. Thank you. Yeah. I don't feel really qualified in speaking into. Yeah. But that's a huge theme. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, it was just, the whole thing was just nuts, man. Yeah, is there any major themes that stuck out to you? Honestly, I mean, I think the the ones that st- stood out were the same ones that if you go listen to the Catching Foxes, they touched on, which was mental health, what we just said, was a huge mm-hmm. theme. I think they talked about, I think they, they labeled it like fascism, but like, the point of view of the rich and the poor and like a structure and you know the government and then isolation yeah. which is the biggest one i think so and that's what they that's what, if you listen they did this as well kind of talk about some themes that they liked they kind of do, do a little more spoilers than we're trying to do probably will be some but isolation is the biggest one because 
as as we start to realize who we think we know we don't know he's starting to realize the same thing as well as already feeling on the brink of the world and so the little he had is now also lost and then that's when he decides to just become mad yeah another good just give into it another good theme too we can talk about is the masks we wear because mm. i think there's two phases of this movie where he's wearing a mask you know especially when he says like my mom says i'm supposed to put on a happy face like i'm supposed to make the world laugh and all these things like he's trying to be happy right versus becoming the joker where he actually puts on a mask but that mask is actually like he's embracing this identity which uh, he feels is more himself like exactly actually himself right so like that's another huge thing and it's almost backwards <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't know how to how to break that open, but that was one I was like, that's... no, no. I think I think it's exactly backwards, and I, I think hopefully that's the point they're trying to get across to us, right? Where he he gives into evil, and ultimately he, he claims that as his identity, and in doing so, he becomes what I hope everyone sees this and, and perceives this as just absolute insanity. By the end of the movie. And well, it's a fictional character, a fictional villain. Right. And the story of this fictional villain. Right. So, yeah. But, yes, I understand. But, you know you know what I mean? Because yeah. I, I think if we watched just the beginning of this movie, we could see... We get super sympathized with him. Like, I was watching the beginning. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is, this is awful. The way people treat him and the way that he's just abused and all that stuff. Then we get to the end and we see a total breakdown of that where he just rejects who he was at all and claims this this other identity, which he, he thinks is his true true self, but it's... Or even if it's not his true self, he thinks it's more freeing. Right. He actually yeah, it's like maybe, this maybe false better... sense of freedom that he feels from doing these things because he can just make his own world, essentially, what he says. He's like, people get to say what's funny, what's not. I'm just going to start being funny, even if you guys don't get it. Like, essentially, that's kind of his quota. And yeah. what's funny to him is killing people and correcting the system. Mm-hmm. So going off of this, here's a question we can kind of talk on. Given the first half of the movie, right? this is someone who's been dealt every terrible wrong card from yeah. his childhood yeah. up to now. He's got a dead-end job, all these things. What is one to do? From with, his perspective or from... From our perspective. Because that's a real situation. Like you said, you sympathize. You're like, this is awful. Like, every single corner of his life that he turns, he's been abused. He's been rejected. He's been isolated. How do we live our journey, our faith journey, in something like that to avoid, like, feeling more free with, like, sin and, 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 and choosing to just be rejected? You know what I mean? Are you asking like how when we are in, in those shoes, in those, those shoes, really big okay. clown shoes, <laughs> <laughs> which it looked super hard to run in those, by the way. But anyways, so how do we keep from just falling into just gi- giving into it? Is that basically what you're saying? Yeah. Like, let's imagine hypothetically, or it might not even be hypothetical. We have a listener who is our age and they've literally had or it's hard to see or think of any good thing that's happened 
mm. for 25 years of their life. And some of it's been like insane what they've gone through. Yeah. What, are, what do they hold on to? Yeah. I mean, I think we're starting to get into the mental health stuff. So I want to tread lightly because okay. I'm not, no, yeah, yeah. I'm not well, qualified for that. But I, I would say first off, since we are in a world where that is an option, go find professional help would be a good place to start. And then surround yourself with people who are going to support you in that. We've talked about that a lot, but we become who we surround ourselves with. And obviously that's not an option for a lot of people. Uh, we're just kind of surrounded by people. We're placed in families or situations that we can't really avoid. Mm. And so I think that's where the, the difficulty comes in. And I think in, in those situations, that's where we as Christians really need to step up our game. We need to be able to recognize those things and step in and, and be able to help those people, to love them. Because a lot of the times it comes down to, especially when it's a young person, like a, a teenager or something, and they're in this development period, they feel so helpless because they can't do anything. They need an adult that they can go to that is safe, that will love them, not necessarily in a way that like a mother or a father can necessarily, but like I heard this stat a while back that for every young person that stays in their faith going into college, there's five adults that mentored them during their formative years that were not parents. You know, in the same way, I think that goes for our, our mental health and just for like how we're formed. We need adults. And this is going to sound like I just came from an iGen thing because I did, uh, but the current generation is one of the first generations to get their identity completely from their peers and not from the generations before them or from their, their elders, right? So growing up, a lot of the times we would adapt the way that we lived our formation based off of how our parents were, you know, whereas nowadays people get their, their affirmation, their identity completely from their peers, which is unstable. Yeah. Uh, and so just for us to be able to, be something that's stable, something that's secure, something that's safe for people. And unfortunately, the church is not perceived as something that is stable, secure, safe, and full of love anymore. And so I think that's where we start is we need to figure out how we can regain that identity and not just the identity, but like actually live it. Yeah. Because it's one thing to be known as the place that's safe, but it's another to actually live that does that make sense no totally okay it's so funny as you started answering the question and when i posed the question i wasn't thinking about it as um the mental health sure thing, yeah. but i guess that, that does make sense yeah when i when you started answering the question i didn't realize how much this movie and what you're answering actually is parallel to what are, what we're doing in youth group right now Mm. And so our first theme, and I think we're going to, we actually the last night is this, this week before changing, but our first theme we called the journey. Okay. We're basically going through our faith journey to the kids and like, what does that look like Okay. versus, and like, how do we live that out versus what we think it might look like. And so like the three nights, the first night we had Danny, the catechist scientist come in to speak about faith and reason. And like, you know, where does faith and reason differ across whatever? And like, they don't, they complement each other, but here's a good movie where his reason, 
his reason, not like actual reason to seeking truth mm. is like overshadowing that truth or so his perception of reason over yeah, reason itself. Okay. Yep. Exactly. But like faith and reason being part of it and just kind of like realizing that what she was saying was like, it is a constant pursuit of truth and a constant pursuit of questioning, mm-hmm. not just always believing what you're told or always believing this. Right. And then last week I talked about uh, community and guidance, which is what you're just talking about. Yeah. Now we need others. And without that, our interior life just dies whether mm-hmm. exteriorly we're doing all the things. Yeah. I mean, you even look at like monks. Yeah. When, when you become a monk, even though you have like this time of seclusion and you're on your own, you still have a community of brothers or in the case of religious, like you have sisters. It's extremely rare to find someone who actually lives completely isolated. And this came, this was Chris's idea, but it came from a book by Thomas Merton. I don't know which one, sadly. But one of the things he's talking about, because I, I did, he gave me a few pages for my night, was even someone that's in isolation, if they're, oh, I forgot what the word he used, kind of, if they're thinking or if they're like pondering, then that pondering is of a social use. Thoughts in solitude? Right. Because. Is that, is that the book? Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. Sorry. You can show me the cover maybe. I can show you later. But uh, it's possible. Like when we think of something and we have like a revelation mm-hmm. that leans us more towards truth that we have to realize that revelation comes from God. And so we're actually having this social like interaction with God, even though we're not really trying or praying necessarily. Right. So even that is social. Right. And then he, to go off of the other thing, he, he compares it to coals. So like if there's a single coal that you light. I thought itself. you meant Kohl's, the clothing store, for a second. I was like, this is crazy. Well, Thomas Merton <laughs> talks about Kohl's. So if you go shopping alone. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, like <laughs> charcoal. Yeah, 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 yeah. A single charcoal, you light it, and you put it in the grill by itself. Right. It'll go out. Right. If you light another one and you put it in a bu- with a bunch of other ones, it'll start lighting the other ones, and then the- they will keep each other warm. Mm-hmm. Or even if they're already lit and you put in a cold charcoal, like one that's not even on it'll a fire. It'll light the other. It'll light it, it yeah. et cetera. So like that's kind of the idea of fostering community. And then this mm. week we're talking about the extraordinary and the ordinary and how those two words aren't different. Like our ordinary lives are the extraordinary lives. And this is, I think, the biggest part of our faith journeys. We expect them to be much greater than they are. Mm. Our, our lives, our stories. Right. Yeah. Like, or, or. If we, if we are to be saintly, we are to be these great, extraordinary people. Rather than the idea of like St. Therese of the Little Flower kind exactly. of thing. Yeah. Which is still great, but it's great in a different way. Well, like with the idea, and I'm not saying this, you can correct me. With the idea that if I'd love to. Arthur Fleck, let's say he was a man of faith and he lived his life in the first half of the movie in that persecution for the rest of his life. But in total faith and trust to God, he'd be, he could be a saint. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not saying that he is, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not, but, like... So, like, reuniting his suffering with that of Christ rather than yeah. give, giving into he the He did chaos. nothing great in his life, but, it was, but he held strong. Mm. And, like, he, like, I think that would be enough. Yeah. Yeah, and... I want to clarify. Yes. I, I hope our listeners can 
can understand, like, we're not saying that if something like this is happening to you to just sit there and take it. No. Because there is a, an amount of justice to be done with that as well. And justice is, is good. Well, justice done correctly yes. is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I knew it, there was something. Else it, it's also like a good fraternal correction too, to be able to like stop that kind of thing from happening, obviously. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're not saying to just sit there and take it, but we no, are no, no, saying no. in your sufferings, there can be good that comes from that. We've done so many episodes on that. I'm not going to beat a dead horse here, but God makes good things come from the suffering. And mm-hmm. also he suffered. I think that's one of the things the, that the reason why, right? The only why that's a good one for, I think. Yeah. Or, um, the hurricane one too. Rain is a good thing. That's true. Yeah. Uniting that uh, t- to Christ and r- recognizing that he suffered first. So Christ suffered for us. Is this, is, what, is this what Catching Foxes said? Yeah, they were quoting something. Yeah, here we go. Pope John Paul II. So this is from their show notes. Stealing it. <laughs> Christ took all human suffering on himself, even mental illness. Yes, even this affliction, which perhaps seems the most absurd and incomprehensible configures the sick person to Christ and gives him a share in his redeeming passion. So that's Pope John Paul II at a conference for healthcare workers in 1996. So just realizing like, uh, not even just talking about mental health, but the sufferings that we have, Christ suffered too. And not just like the suffering on the cross. Yes, the passion, unbelievably like awful. But he also in that passion experienced the weight and sins of all time. Right. And so whatever we suffer, whatever we experience, he experiences that in that suffering as well. Uh, not to say like that makes things easier or, or lighter, but just to, to find hope in that, that he, he conquered that and he already won and he resurrected, he conquered death. And that's the hope that we have as, as Christians. So, Or otherwise become a lunatic clown. Yeah. Those are really the only two options. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> so I, I do have a couple other things that I think would be cool to, to talk about. So cool. one of the things I noticed in there is that in the beginning, we noticed that a lot of stuff is just going crazy. And we know this is Gotham. Like Gotham is just a messed up place in this whole time frame. That's the whole point of Batman, right? Right. And we see that people are running amok, doing whatever they want, getting away with it. No one cares. The police can't keep up with anything. And I think as the story kind of progresses, we start to see that these things happening do have consequences, even if there's not anyone punishing like directly, like there's no justice. And so we see the, hmm, that's a spoiler alert. Can't say that. Uh, some of the things that the, the mother does to him as she's raising him. Yeah come to fruition later on in the story and in the way that he he's uh, been formed in the way that he's been lied to. I see. Same thing with the way that people bully him, even his so-called friends or those that he right. works with and stuff like that. And so we see that those things, whether justly or not, have consequences. I think there is a very, very small theme of consequences actually having actions. Because of another thing I want to point out. No one in this movie shows love except for one person. And that person isn't even real. Oh, yeah. Well, two people. I mean, 
he has like two delusional moments i think if, if i'm following you correctly oh yeah 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 but it's the same thing where yeah. no, no one's really showing love no. that's he's showing that's a real it to person himself. yeah right it's his own imagination that he's desiring yeah. it, it shows like this desire can we just talk about that scene with Murray? Yes, yeah, that one's fine. Okay. That's not, I don't think that's... Great. We're trying not to spoil stuff, and it's making that it really hard fine. to talk I mean, about. spoiler alert. Yeah. If you don't want to know anything, turn it off now. So, there's this scene where... It's early on. It, he sits... It, you first meet his mother, mm-hmm. and she's old and definitely needs help, and yeah. they get some dinner, and then they sit down to watch a talk show. And they watch this talk show all the time. You can tell, like, it's a thing that they really enjoy. And the whole world does. It's kind of just like Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the talk show host, is, his name is Murray. And we see as they're watching it, all of a sudden we have, like, this cut scene to where he is there watching the show live. Like, he's in the audience. And he's kind of doing the intro to the night murray is and all of a sudden arthur fleck uh, later the joker yells out i love you murray and murray's like who, who said that and they like put a spotlight on him and makes him stand up and like they have this really kind of like touching uh although awkward super awkward right. kind of encounter and conversation and he brings him down and uh, murray whispers to him like i wish i could have a son like you and they hug and stuff like that. And then we cut back to the living room and we realized it was kind of just his... It's in his head. It's in his head. It's, it's But he's like smiling as if he's looking at his father. Exactly. And he never knew his father. Right. And so we have this desire for love from the father that we're not seeing anywhere in this entire movie. There's no real love. And so I think what I'm trying to get at here is... When we take away the love, which as Christians we know God is love, when we take away God and we take away love, this is what's left. Right. Complete chaos, unchecked. No one cares about each other. It's all just like tearing each other down. There's no community. Everyone is isolated, which we mentioned before. We should probably talk about that too. But I don't know. What do you think about that? No, I think that's a great point because... It's just kind of a result. Eh. It's hard to like speak into because it's not like it's not like anyone on earth doesn't experience the love of God the Father. It's you, probably just right. overlooked or missed in some way. I don't, I don't you know. Yeah, I mean, we, we wouldn't exist without exactly. God loving us. But like, this is kind of like I don't know what what it kind of looks like when that's non-existent. As well, I was always thinking that this Sunday's gospel is the reading of the parable of the unjust judge. Mm. And like by the end of the parable, Jesus is like, listen to the, what like the unjust judge said or the widow and the judge, but it's like, what? So if, if he's willing to give this woman what she wants, cause she's like, what's so of your father, your judge, who's right. honest and just and loving. He would, get, he would give you everything you need even more so. Mm-hmm. And yet when the Son of Man comes down, will he find faith? Right. And he's like questioning, like even with the love of the Father, is there still the struggle of faith and, and trust? And so it's like it's already like a struggle. And we do have a Father that, like, that loves us, but how much more is it harder 
if someone doesn't experience that love at all. And we kind of see that here in this movie. I don't know if that maybe makes any sense whatsoever. No, it, it does. And, and I think one of the things that I want to jump on, because I know I mentioned it before, but like how we don't exist if God stops loving us or thinking about us for even a second, because that's the, I, that's the identity of God as love, right? Love implies a gift of self. And so in order for us to exist, we, we are the, the product of that gift, essentially. He desires to create out of his own identity as love. And so I do want to bring up one quote here that I just thought of, because he talks about multiple times where he says, for my whole life, I didn't know if I even really existed, but I do, and people are starting to notice. And so before that quote, we see him say, saying to the social worker, I don't even know if I exist. We see in his journal where he keeps his thoughts. I don't even know if I exist. Do I even exist? He questions us all the time. And if we're kind of playing off this idea of there being a lack of love or the non-existence of love in this, this universe, the question of whether or not we exist becomes very real, mm -hmm. I think, because of that distinction where when we don't have love, when we don't have God, well, am I even real? Right. Do I even matter? Yeah. I mean, and, and there's the quote, I hope my death makes more sense than my life. Right. We lose meaning. We I lose identity. And I think it goes back to faith and reason. Like when you start to reason with those kind of cards, in order for you to not find love anywhere from anyone or anything, you'd have to not be something. You'd have to not exist. Yeah. Right. And that's literally how he feels mm -hmm. until he kind of just finds, says like, I don't care. It's yeah. fine. Like if my life is a comedy, then so be it. But yeah, that's good. I like that a lot. Yeah. I, I think that's, I don't know. I think there's something to that. I don't know. Any other thoughts you want to bring out? I do have one. Okay. But it's go. probably the biggest spoiler. So at this point, definitely turn it off because I have to say it in order for us to have this conversation. Great. Okay. Hopefully you turned it off by now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so in this movie, this is not only a backstory to the Joker, but this is the backstory to the coming of Batman. Right. And this is something that... It's supposed to be a standalone film, though, still. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it will be. But this is something that Ethan kind of mentioned to me, where he said he really liked... Oh, wait. Was that Ethan? I think so. Where he really liked that... Oh, I might be... Okay, this might be a Catching Fox thing. Now I'm confused. But he really liked that the cause of the Batman's parents' death was at the hand of what the Joker started. Like the riot. Getting back to that consequences thing I was talking right. about before. Yeah. Rather than... You know, usually we see we, what you said, Gotham's just a bad place and that's what happened. Yeah. And Batman and Joker have always had this relationship mm -hmm. where the Joker always says to him in most comics, you can't have, you can't exist without me. Oh, I see what you're playing. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like for Batman to exist, the Joker has to exist. And so it's this play on good and evil. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, not that that was the original plan, you know, of, of like, you know, Satan and all that wasn't 
but this 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 world of two, I don't know what I'm trying to say. You 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 had you had something that came to mind. Yeah, yeah, I see where you're where you're coming from. First off, uh, before I dive into that, though, I, I want to make sure like we're not talking about this Dualism. dualist <laughs> I, idea yeah. of like evil and good are balanced. That's that's not what we're saying because that's that's not that's not the teachings of the church at all. And in no. fact, that's a heresy. Um, but well, actually, let's go talk on that really briefly too. So yeah. evil is kind of like darkness, right? Which we've been talking a lot about today too, uh, where it's not the opposite of light, it's the absence of it. And so in the same way, evil is not the opposite of good, it's the absence of it. And so it's always dependent on the good to exist, right? Same thing for darkness. We don't understand darkness until we understand light because uh, it's just a, a lesser degree of of light if that makes sense or same thing with heat and cold cold is just the absence of heat in degrees of the absence of it so that's more of what we see when we talk about good and evil it's the absence of good and we've talked about that in one of our episodes from yeah. the first season i think it's like don't lose yourself or problem of good and evil something like that from season one so go check that out if you want to hear more on it but yeah, I see where you're coming from with the this moment instigated what would create Batman. And so we have this right. this play off of one can't exist without the other. Kind of the Harry Potter thing, you know. Exactly. And yeah, it's this classic trope. But what's interesting that is that in every comic book it's usually like Joker's saying like I exist because you exist. Yeah. But in this movie it kind of seems like you wouldn't exist without me. And what I what I find interesting, and I just I thought about this when I was watching the movies because I've started reading the Screw Tape Letters with Chris. Oh, and one of great book. and from the intro from C.S. Lewis, like where it's kind of like a mod intro. He's talking about how like he found these letters or whatever, and that even though these are a letter to from one demon to another, you still don't want to be- take what they're saying as face value mm-hmm. because they're demons. And so, like, I'm reading this book, and every time I, I, I'm like, is that, a, is that true? Is that, like, a lie? You know? Like, does he have Wormwood's best interest in mind? I don't know. Like, that type of thing. And we, we're watching this movie through the lens of the Joker. And that's very clear with some moments where you're like, wait, what? And so, like, he would believe that, you know, Batman mm-hmm. wouldn't exist without mm-hmm. him. He mm-hmm. would believe the opposite of what you, like, what we just said, the opposite of, like, Putting on a mask is is actually my identity and freeing myself. He would believe that you don't understand the light until you understand the darkness, right? And we see this in this movie. It's it's a total like like we said it's a, flip. it's a flip of what's true, but it's because of who who we're watching the movie through the eyes of. Yeah, that's a really good point, and that even poses the next question of how much of the movie can we actually trust? Exactly. Well. And, that, and Catching Foxes talks about that. Yeah. Oh, about, yeah, they do. Which they do. I didn't even think about that, but yeah. Yeah. Oh. And we'll, we'll put a link, since we keep talking about the Catching Foxes one, I'll put a link we'll, we'll into link the it. show notes. It's a notes. good one. Just, like I said, more, a little more spoilers, but yeah. Yeah. Very, very good. Do you have any other major themes you want to touch on here? That was really it. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I think we, we, we can talk about isolation, but they talk about that in Catching Foxes too. They do. So, and so I don't want to just steal their tropes here. I think... We've sort of talked about that some yeah. in, in the past, but I mean, it's it goes back to the, the community. community. Yeah. So, do you have any challenges then? You want me to start? 
Yeah, do you have one? I think I, I think I have two. Okay. So the first one is based off of our recognizing that love exists. And so to really rest in that, I think we need to be able to identify where love exists. And so I think, I mean, we talk about this all the time, but really reflecting on your life and taking a look and saying, where is love active in my life? And maybe that's a relationship. Maybe you have a significant other. Maybe that's a family member. Maybe that's a friend. It doesn't have to be this big romantic thing. I'm talking, where does love exist? Where is this selfless giving love that we're talking about? And when we can identify that active in our lives, I think it's so much easier to cling to that light, to cling to that joy, and to be able to form community based around those actions of love. And so my first challenge is to identify that. My second challenge is to act, right? So we, we talked about before how a lot of these problems that we see in our world could be, if not fixed, at least like mitigated a little bit by Christians who step up and actually act like we're Christians. And I mean, that goes for myself too. Like I am super guilty at this. But when we see something where love can make a difference, we need to beat that love. Don't, Don't make a difference. No, no. We can make a difference. Oh my gosh. You Go just made make a difference in the world. You just made a really good point. Sounds super cheesy. We can make a difference. Go make a difference in the world. That's gonna be the outtake for sure. <laughs> Do you have any challenges to add? Well, I was gonna add a, like a challenge on community but i think you kind of did that in the sense of the la- the second challenge of like stepping up do it anyways okay part three challenge number three would number three, be Lord. so clint said five people is what it takes so who wherever you're at in life whether you're an adult or whether you're you know still in high school figuring out that five mm-hmm. i i'm not saying you have to talk to them but take it to prayer in the sense of, or like I said, if you're an adult, maybe it's not finding the five. I think you should find five friends to lean on. But like maybe finding someone you can mentor, someone at your church that you notice, like, hey, I'd I'd like to volunteer for a core team, exactly, or something like a that. Mentorship program. And then if you're a, a kid, like someone that you look up to, like that person, I think is really holy. I don't know why, but I was always thought they're really holy. Yeah. Like I said, like I said, you don't have to go talk to them, but taking into prayer in this list of like writing that down and then maybe casually one day actually like talking about it. Just like, I don't know, I had this list, there was this podcast even, if you want to like, that's how you do it, whatever. There's just really weird guys that t- talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> I just hear their voices and they're <laughs> telling me to come talk to you. That, yeah. might, that might be a good way to start it. Yeah. So that was it. Cool. However, you can write that in the show. No, that's great. I think that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Okay. So those are our challenges. Challenge number four, send us your best jokes. Oh, okay. Via Twitter at at on the adventure, Facebook, the Christ and culture. You go to our website. You actually send us stuff through our website, the contact. And you can comment on all that stuff. Send us your best jokes. And if it doesn't make us laugh, then you lose. Speaking of our website though, I don't know if you noticed, people are still using SoundCloud. So, there's a few of you guys who are still using SoundCloud, which is fine, but I'm going to warn you, our SoundCloud is only going to exist for only a couple more weeks. So, 
you should probably start making the transition. The plus side is we have so, 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 so many new places that you can check us out. So Spotify, super easy, Stitcher, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Overcast, TuneIn, Castro, CastBox, Google Play, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio is supposed to be coming up pretty soon. So yeah. just all these different places. So if you're still listening on SoundCloud, that's okay for a couple more weeks. But please I'll make sure you're making that transition. I'll say this. If you have an Android, CastBox, Castro, Stitcher. Pocket Casts, Stitcher, and there's one more that you said were the easiest ones. They are podcast apps. I even have one that I use, Podcast Addict, but those are great apps. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if you just Google Podcasts in your app store to find the top yeah. ones, we're probably in them. If you have an iPhone, Apple, Apple Podcasts. Podcasts. Uh, it comes with a phone. I, According to our stats, no one that has an Apple phone doesn't listens to anything else anyways. And then if you're like, I don't want apps, like I just don't like downloading, I don't, I don't have a lot of memory left, YouTube. Yeah. It's not all there yet. We listened to our latest, like last 15 or 20 episodes, I think. Maybe not that many. Ten. Last 10. But we will in the next three months or so. Or I don't know. However long it takes. However long it takes. We will get our episodes up there. But YouTube. Yes. And we will have our at least our newest episodes up on YouTube. Yep. So you can go at least listen to the, the latest ones from there. Yep. And again, guys, we really appreciate if you do like, subscribe, share us with people. Because of all the changes that we have right now, it's, it's hard for people to locate us still. So if you could help us out there. And rate us. And rate us. Before we forget, shout outs. Do you have any shout outs? Well, my mom was in town. Shout so, out you know, shout out to my mom. Ethan Berger asked me a few days ago how I liked the Joker. And I never posted anywhere that I saw it. So I imagine he heard from our podcast. So hey. I give him a shout out because I think he still listens. Nice. And... I'll give a shout out to Sarah Matlick. She told me personally to my face she listened to mine and Lizzie's episode. Yeah. Hot and heavy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so shout out. Cool. I have a shout out for, this is one of the few people who are still listening on SoundCloud. I am Steve Rogers. He just listened to the Captain America He just America listened to the Captain episode. America episode. And I think it's hilarious that Steve Rogers, the Cap himself... Is listening to this podcast especially because the picture is like steve rogers with like a thumbs up yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's great it's just so, like, it looks like he listened to the episode and was like good job <laughs> <laughs> yeah so shout, shout out there shout out to cynthia who i talked about at the beginning of the show and then another huge shout out that i have so i've talked about this before we have this whataburger wednesday thing for my parish where i go hang out with the teens at whataburger for those of you not in texas that's a fast food restaurant and i was sitting there with them we're having this really good conversation, and then all of a sudden, one of them, who is kind of, he's been a part of our program for a while, but kind of took a year off and then came back, and he's just super active now, and he came, came up to me and was like, you have a podcast, right? And I, I didn't even bring it up for once, and I was like, yeah, and so we started talking about it, and he like started looking it up right there and subscribed right there and everything, and got super excited and is super passionate about it. He came up to me couple days ago and was like dude i've been listening it's awesome like i literally can't stop so i think we have a new ty all right i know and i I told ty too so hopefully there's no contention there please be are they like in youth group together yeah yeah yeah. so they can like be friends yeah 
Be friends, not enemies. Love. Frenemies. No frenemies. Go okay. make a dick friend. Gosh. <laughs> All right. You got, you got anything else for the people? No, not really. Guys, thank Go you see the so much. Go see the Joker if you're old enough to do so. Yeah, that's another thing. It's rated R for yeah. a lot of reasons. Some middle school kids tried sneaking in ahead of me. And I don't know, maybe read some reviews if you have certain triggers of things you don't want to see because they show pretty much everything. Yeah. Except for nudity, I think. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's pretty raw. Yeah. So. Yeah. Go ahead and enjoy that. Guys, thank you again for joining us on the adventure. You guys are awesome. We're praying for you. Please pray for us. And we'll see you next week. Difference. Oh my gosh! You Go just made make a difference in the world. You just made a really good point. Sounds Go super cheesy. Difference. We can make a difference. Oh, make a difference. In the world. That's gonna be the outtake for sure. <laughs> <laughs>